0: grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader, Manager, Coach. Welcome to the podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another program. Now today we are going to enjoy a conversation, a conversation with a gentleman called Paul Lowe. Now Paul is from the East Midlands in the United Kingdom and um, I got to know Paul recently through his work and uh, through the podcast community and um, we connected and um, there's a lot of a lot of similarities between Paul's work and the philosophies that that we believe in in leader manager coach and we had a conversation and um, we cover a great deal we cover a lot about the analogies between the game of football and sport and life and Paul's actually written a book um, about the subject and we talk about the game of life in depth we talk about some famous quotations from some some great people that we both admire, and um, we talk about how how the game has been a teacher for us, and how how it how it is a teacher for for anybody involved in it. So um, we cover an awful lot, and I really thought it was worth sharing. So this is a conversation with Paul Lowe. If you want to check Paul's work out, um, if you put him into Google, Paul Low, and um, his uh, his website, his Work is called Hearts, which is H E A R T S, which is helping everyone achieve results towards success. Well worth checking out. Have a look at Paul's work and um, see if it uh, if it floats your boat. But here we go. Here's Paul. Though, enjoy.
1: Welcome, listeners, to this Speaking from Our Hearts podcast, where we're going to adopt a slightly different approach today because uh, on the uh, the guest, um, if guests is the right word. Actually, it's not. The the co-host, that's the word I was looking for, is Rob Riles, a fellow coach. Um, and uh, what we're going to do between is just for something different, we're actually going to kind of, um, we're going to host each other's conversation and we're going to be talking around two coaches speaking about the game of life. So, uh, Rob, very, very warm welcome to you.
0: Thanks very much, Paul. And um, I'm looking forward to this innovative process that we're going to go through. So uh, yeah, I'll let you kick off with it, but great, great to be with you.
1: Thank you. Right. So uh, kick off. very appropriate metaphor. Um, right. Where do we start then? Let, yeah. Where do we start to kick off? So the game of life, Rob, um, I know we've had a sort of previous conversation where we spoke around the parallel, the similarities, if you will, between, you know, the game of life and the game of football, which is what you're involved in. I mean, before we go any further in terms of that game of football, do you want to just um, share with the listeners what your specific role is in in that respect?
0: Okay. Um, I've been involved in in football all of my life. I've been fortunate enough to be involved in the professional side of the game. And, I, you know, I've I've worked at premiership and, and an international level. I've been blessed with it, with opportunities to do so. And I've also thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed working at the at grassroots with, um, people who do it for the love of the game. So I'm currently working with the Bangladesh football federation as one of their national coaches. So, um, that's me. I've uh, loved the game since like millions of people since I was a kid. And, um, yeah, I've been blessed with opportunities. So, uh, yeah, that's me and I, and I love coaching. So, there we go.
1: Mm. One of the, uh, yeah, again, Rob, for the benefit of the listeners, one of the former conversations we had was around a certain Mr. Bill Shankly, wasn't it? And his his statement around, um, and the jury's still out, I think, across across the world, even after all these years, about whether it was tongue-in-cheek or not. But his statement that football's not about life and death. It's more important And uh, we we had quite an interesting conversation around. I mean, what's your thoughts around that, Rob?
0: I think that uh, just a tiny little bit of background. I I can't help but say that Bill Shankly is probably the top of the tree for me in terms of uh, heroes. And he, he was a guy who completely mesmerized me as a, as a young man. And still, still I hold him in such, such high esteem. Like, like, Many, many, many other people, and I think Paul that probably that quote was one of his quips that that came out. And actually, at the time, he meant it to to, to nail home a point. Mm. Um, and you know, Bill's Bill's famous for for really not having anything else in his life, which ultimately people say led to his death because once that. Football had been taken away from him. He 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 turned to playing football with kids in the park, and even when he was away with Nessie, his wife in Blackpool, he'd he'd organised some fellas out of the out of the hotel to come and play in the car park. Um whether that's true or not, I don't know. But mm. he, he you know, people say he although he died of a, a cardiac arrest, he he died of a broken heart, really, because once the game had taken away. So to him, it it was as important as that. But Uh, knowing the man and knowing his principles and and understanding where he came from, I, I I don't, I think if we questioned him now, Paul, and said, you know, go, okay, go on, take it to the nth degree, put you, put you, put yourself in this position, put your head on the block. Would you think it's really more important than life and death? And I I can categorically say as far as it is possible to speak for somebody else, he'd say no, but I was just making, making a point.
1: Yeah. Very interesting one though, because that point it's certainly captured people's imaginations, uh, Rob, hasn't it, for decades. Uh, it's still a talking, but we're talking about it now. <laughs> I mean, all the things that we could talk about, you know, it still merits the, you know, a quality conversation around this, this whole philosophy of, you know, whether people agree with it, don't agree with it. It's still a very, very, very strong talking point uh, throughout the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think that's because of the power of sport to to change people's lives, and obviously we are particularly talking about football here, um, which you know it, its popularity doesn't need need me to to um, underline it. It's you know talk about you know a sport that's universal. It's it, it is up there, um, and, and it does change lives. And and it, it, it you know when you we both have experience of football at certain levels, Paul, and we both know how it affects people and how it dominates people's working lives. It dominates their social lives. It dominates their sporting time. Kids are brought up with it. So it really does have that importance for um, for people. So, yeah, I, I, it's no surprise that um, a quote like that still... still brings people to um, to comment on it and discuss it.
1: Yeah. Another, I suppose, cliche, um, and not that I'm saying those was a cliche, it was certainly a very, very strong, uh, I think, yeah, philosophy is, um, you know, is, uh, and a strong talking point, as, as we've just alluded to. But another one, um, which is definitely a cliche, a game of two halves, Rob. Is life a game of two halves, do you feel?
0: Um, That's a great one paul and and you know i wanted to bring out your your um the you know your background from your book that you you wrote um which when i heard about it i was i thought wow you know i've not really thought of it that deeply um but i think it is it can be certainly viewed as a a game of two halves because you know and again we we both spoke about this paul didn't we and again you can you can kind of um expand on this because i think you know you've got a probably a lot more depth of thought on it than i have but wayne dyer one of wayne dyer's quotes that i remember is that um he talks about going into the afternoon of your life with a kind of dignity and a in a a different way than you were when you were that warrior in, in the first part of your life so if we look at it at that you know and it's probably a little bit of a masculine way of looking at it that you know we set out in life don't we and we get out we pull the swords out we get into the gym and we we want to take the world on and then we kind of and again i think this has came from yourself paul you know about the age of 40 or around that time we kind of maybe take stock and might be a challenge that comes along and we kind of possibly hopefully have a a little bit of a different approach as um as as the 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 physicality changes in in a human being and we um we maybe develop the, you know, the possibly the the little bit of the the wisdom side, if um, if I can use that that word. But um, what do, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I think you you know uh, you've you've kind of summed it up there, Rob. Um, you know, in the football sense, um, you to use the football metaphor. You know, in the first half, we, we're busy players, aren't we? We're running around the pitch the pitch of life. We're learning things. We're learning lessons. We're chasing goals. We're chasing those external goals. And, yeah. you know, the metaphoric half time is as we're getting a bit older and I think the, the kind of line in the sand, the general thought is around, as you say, the 40 mark. I don't see how you can generalize on, on things like that, but you know, that's, um, that's another discussion. But yeah, around that 40 market, you know, the metaphoric whistle blows for half time. It's like, yeah, Okay. Now, I've, I've learned all these all these tactics, all these strategies. You know, I've learned how to manage myself. I've learned how to manage others. I've achieved some great goals. I think it's time for me to go out in the second half and actually become a manager. And that, you know, for me is a great metaphor. And certainly when I did my first book way back in 2000, which started out as a bit of a giggle, I called it the game of life. Yeah half-time reflections yep. and it was about exactly that that you know somebody that had spent the first um you know the first 40 years of his life um running around up and down the pitch not really getting anywhere because for every goal i scored and i did score a lot of goals metaphorically but i also had this self-destruct button that would say right okay now go and put it in your own net so you know and that's what i did consciously which got me in a lot of trouble because When you're sabotaging, not only yourself, but actions that affect others, you know, for team in this context, Rob, Reed, family, close friends, relationships, because of this, this confusion, this selfishness, call it what you will, this whole kind of self-destruct button. Um, Yeah. You know, it ceases to be about yourself and your actions, putting the ball in your own net are impacting a lot of people and uh, made me very unpopular. But I didn't really understand what was, why I was doing it. Um, and I think until you've got that level of awareness and that emotional um, and spiritual maturity to actually say, ah, now I understand the rules of the game. Now I understand what's really important. And for me to be an effective manager, coach, chairman of a football club, or, or any club for that matter... I need that maturity. I need that emotional maturity to be able to control myself, and that spiritual maturity to get that that higher power, that energy. Call it what you will. Again, uh, from a higher source, and that's you know for me is the most. That's the most vital relationship of all when we talk about the power of relationships. Uh, you know, from your teammates. Well, for me, um, the most powerful one, Rob, is that one with with source. And that is the most intimate one. And, you know, that's going to be different for all of us. That's only my story. Um, other people have their own game plan and how that unfolds.
0: Yeah. So do, do you recall, if we carry on with that, the, you know, the the analogy for a little while, do you recall who, if there was one, then there may not have been one, who who or what was the manager at the time that of that half-time team, team talk or was it there was not one was that was the more than one um espouser of knowledge if you like
1: um great question and whilst there was more than one um because the positive role models the coaches the mentors in my life or the masculine energies in that respect were a complete and utter waste of space and and i'm being polite there i'm being quite diplomatic for the you know the sensitivity of the listeners yeah and um but there was one certain guy that was involved in football, and he came to Nottingham Forest in 1975. In January 1975, he was there for for 18 years. Um, so you know, he, he you know he 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 lasted quite a while. Um, so for me, that influence was Brian Clough. Yeah, um, I loved. I, do you know what was interesting, Rob? And I love this question. I think it's a brilliant question because what I loved about Cluffy was I felt like I knew him so well. Right. And I'd never met him. But I knew yeah. even from a child, you know, I was 15. Uh, well, actually, I was 14, 14 and a half when he came to Forest in, in 7, January seventy five. Because I wasn't, yeah. um, you know, I wasn't fifteen until that, you know, nine months later in the October. Um, yeah. So, but his his influence was immense, and I think it was because I was looking for that male role model, that 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 father yeah. figure, if you will, that that guiding light. Call it what you will, because in in my real world, my you know my family, they they just didn't exist because my my own dad was uh, yeah less than credible. Uh, my stepfather, you know, it's in my book. I refer to him as the beast. You know, that's been well documented about his cruelty, his abuses, his, his barbaric treatment of me and my mother, uh, his sadism. And that's a strong word. In fact, it's not strong enough. So, you know, these were my influences, my perceptions of of males that were supposed to look after you. Well, all I got was violent beatings and watch the you know, one of the people that that I loved more than anything in my life, i.e. my mother, take the same, trying to protect me. So Mm. I was looking for that. You know, I can't remember turning the clock back, Rob looking for it. But, you know, somewhere along the line, I knew I was. And and Cluffy came along and I just resonated with his style. But I resonated in a way that I've later understood. There's great, I think there's a great lesson here for all of us that we wear a mask, and somehow I felt from a very, very early age, even as a child, and I didn't have the intellectual capacity then to, to rationalize it, um, Rob. But I, I thought, this, I can't, what is it with Clough? There's more to him. I, I don't know yeah. what it is, but what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, I like it, I love it, but yeah. it's kind of not real. It's not real, it's not who he is. And you know, the reason I knew that, Rob, is because that was the lie that I was. I'm not saying Brian was living a lie. I'm not, you know, I'm drawing a comparison. I'm not drawing a comparison there. But I was living a lie because I'd created this brash, arrogant, you know, this real sort of alpha male type personality, this real strong masculine energy, getting first, win at all costs, don't take no prisoners. And I'd created yeah. that. But for me, what that was, was a complete lie. And that was a, it was a smokescreen for saying, really, I'm I'm hurting so badly and vulnerable and insecure inside because of the upbringing. I can't take yeah. anymore. So please don't come too close and hurt me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And I kind of, rightly or wrongly, felt that was... I don't know, I just resonated something with Brian, and when I got to to have conversations later with the family about you know his his external persona of being this this well this brash character and who he really was, my earlier suspicions, if suspicions is the right word, Rob, were confirmed that actually he was the most loyal, soft, warm, loving family man that you could have yeah. come across and It was a real eye-opener. And I'm talking about some good years, some good few years later, because how I come to have that um, connection with the Clough family was the year after Brian died. Um, And I wrote to them and said, look, you know, I'd like to throw my weight doing around a big celebration dinner um, because I was organising a lot of events at the time um, with a lot of sports people. And I took, this is this is personal for me because of the effect that he had on my life. You know, this is not a commercial entity that, you know, I do for a living, like organizing a golf day or, or a black tie dinner. This this is really personal. And it would mean so much to me if I was able to say, do you know what, Brian, thank you. And you know, the, the family did give their approval to that. We had nearly 600 people um, there at that event in November, I think it was November the 22nd, 2005. Uh, there was a lot of people from the world of football, uh, past and present. The for a lot of the Forest European lads were there. Clive Thomas, the ex referee, he was there. Dave, the legend that will always be in my heart, called Dave Mackay. And I'm not talking about his football, I'm talking about a man that. For me was was just you know if ever I could have with with hindsight Rob created a, an avatar um of the perfect father figure role model, call it what you will, it would have been a hybrid between Dave Dave Mackay and Brian Clough because wow. I think wow. they were colossal men in their own right the integrity of Dave Mackay for me. Was unquestionable the chats that we used to have, uh, with another football legend, Jimmy Cyril. I mean, Jimmy was a you talk about, um, you know, Notts um, yeah, in Notts County and, and and that Glaswegian, uh, down to earth, um, uh, you know, the way right. uh, Shankley did. They that for me, they were two guys out of the same pod, football, 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 and that was it. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, you know, and so to listen to people like Jimmy speak and Dave McKay in the pub over a Tipple was, you know, I think it's one of the few occasions, certainly in them, day, day, those uh, days, Rob, where I, I actually listened to people because I was very fond of my own voice. Um, but when those guys spoke, boy, did I listen because the experience, the wisdom that they imparted was, you know, diamonds could not buy that.
0: No, what what a wonderful uh, story, um, and um, I could listen to you telling me or anybody about that kind of story all day. Because um, obviously, I've heard of Dave Mackay, You know, know a little bit about his playing career because he was a you know he was a uh, one of the top top players, um, obviously, and uh, heavily linked with um East Midlands clubs um but I didn't know about his personality and it's really amazing and really great to actually hear firsthand that actually because this is what we're talking about really now isn't it that beyond the game of football into the game of life he you know he was a standout player there which is a wonderful story and um, lovely to hear Uh, he's somebody who's personally been involved and um you know has has had that trust with um with somebody and yeah Jimmy Cyril I mean you know we're talking about this is a little bit like a football supporters podcast I suppose
1: yeah gotta be you know
0: hey where where it's going but people like Jimmy Cyril you know blimey you know absolutely Paul um a chip off the old block for Shanks because you know football 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 and actually you know the rest of it is, is is irrelevant really probably to um to him but lovely story mate lovely story
1: yeah and and you know what's interesting about the way this conversation's evolving Rob I mean maybe we do make it around you know the similarities the philosophies of life because whether people actually understand like dislike football I think in many respects is irrelevant because it, it is representative of a far bigger game called the game of life And by mentioning characters and talking about men, in in my humble opinion, of the highest integrity, good, solid family men with grassroots values and principles, you know, real backbone. I mean, I can remember having a conversation with with Dave around that iconic picture where he got Billy Bremner by the scruff of the neck.
0: Um,
1: And he he said to me, Paul, I hate that photo because it portrays me as a thug. He said I wasn't yes. a thug, but I didn't, you know, I wouldn't let people bully me because I hate bullies. And you could see his body language changing. That, Do you know, I resonated with that so strongly, Rob, through my own um, understanding of life, because the beast was well. To say he's a bully is like giving him in a knighthood for for some for doing something good. Uh, it was certainly not complimentary. I'm being polite yet again. But um, just on the Dave one, I'd just like to share this interesting, you know, so injecting a bit of humour into the conversation. So myself and Dave used to, uh, we used to go on functions and we'd usually end up in uh, a little village where he lived, which is not a million miles away from where I was living at the time. And uh, we'd end up in this country pub and we'd get a lock in. Uh, we'd get back maybe about midnight, back, knock on the back window, let us in, and we'd be there till maybe 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and singing and just, yeah, just making merry. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And where Dave lived was maybe 200, I don't know, 200 yards from the pub. So this one particularly early hours of the morning, maybe half past 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, Rob, we're worse for where, you know, a, a couple of um, giggling drunks and singing, Anyway, we got to about 10 yards from Davy's house and he, and, he, and he stopped me saying, Paul, shh, shh, stop, stop. I said, what's up, David? what's up? He said, listen, come in for a coffee, but don't tell Isabel where we've been. <laughs> and I thought, do you know, and I just, I said, David, I've got to go home, I cannot he said, "No, I'm serious. Don't tell her where we've been." And it's like, you know, we can hardly stand up. We're jovial. We're happy. We're singing. We're dancing, and and yeah, that's TV, I've got to go because I can't come in and keep. And I think, do you know what? I think Isabella worked that one out for herself. You know, <laughs> but you know, just just a bit of humour on, on on many yeah, yeah. stories. Yeah. Um, Great, is it? Yeah, yeah, because there were characters, Great. and you know. You know, I suppose the big commonality here, Robert, as I say, is whether, you know, it's the beauty of a conversation. There's so much sort of deeper lessons here, isn't there, as I say, you know, whether the listeners can relate to this conversation because they're football people. And dare I say football people of a certain age, because, you know, I think unless you're kind of, you know, flirting certainly past your 50s, you may have heard of Dave McKay or Jimmy Cyril or Brian Clough, but... i think that's all it's going to be i think you've got to be a certain age to actually you know connect to that but that's in many respects irrelevant because the principle here is you know about surrounding yourself with good honest solid people isn't it whether it's on a football pitch or whether it's on the uh, the gate in the game of life
0: yeah and your stories are are wonderful and, and i get the fact that they resonate with people of, of my age, I mean, I I, mean, I could just sit here and listen to stuff like this all day long, all night long, because, you know, the, the stories of your Billy Bremners and your, and your, your leads of the 70s and Cluffy's and Shanks and Jock Steen, again, you know, somebody who's, who's you know, reported to be an absolute icon of a man um, mentally, um, uh, uh, you know, as well as is. you um, beyond his, his ability to create teams and the Lisbon Lions, you know, the Celtic story. And oh, you know, and but these are people who it makes my I can hear I can feel it as I'm speaking to you. And, you know, the hairs on my back of my neck are standing up just talking about these these guys and um, we obviously use these people as as our guides, as our mentors and you know who maybe this now in in the game today um, and uh, who or are there the same type of role models um, you know and I'm, I'm not sure there are um, sure there are role models but whether they're people that we would aspire to think you know there's something there that's worth following that's above and beyond the game um, which we didn't know at the time um, i think we were lucky that you know i'm very feel very blessed to have lived when when I do live in, in this area because of that, not only the football, but you know, some of the sporting things that went on the boxing and, and, uh, Ali and, you know, the great cricket side, the England, uh, and the West Indies games and both of them. And, oh, the, you know, it's never ending. Um, but these were people, you know, role, role, role models of the highest order. Um, you know, um, so yeah, I think we were blessed and, um, the lessons, as you say, go far, far beyond their abilities to, to do what they did either in the ring or on the pitch, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there's great learning there, dare I say, particularly for our younger listeners. And and I suppose it's, you know, no apologies really, Rob, for repeating that lesson, but surround yourself with people that, that are going to, you know, support you and help you achieve your, your goals and help you overcome your challenges. Um, And, and, you know, that is absolutely is, is the, And it might sound such an obvious statement, but I think we, we all get kind of sucked into, you know, chasing the ball for want of a better term. And it's like, did I really do that? Am I really involved with this person? And, and we all make mistakes and, and that. But I suppose, the, you know, what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is, you know, OK, so you made a mistake. Learn to forgive yourself. You didn't do it on purpose. We're learning. You know, a lot of yep. us still are you know that first half player and there's no judgment with that that's fine because we're all playing different roles in the game of life you know some of some of us do change over and become managers a chairman we build football clubs we have visions around that and and other of us are you know quite happy to do whatever and there's no right and there's no wrong it is what it is and we're all following our own path and and i think that's the secret rob isn't it you know whether you're a young aspiring footballer and I certainly will with some of the lads in the Nottingham Forest Academy. But what I used to say to the guys is, look, you may make it, you may not make it. In many respects, that's not relevant. Um, what is relevant is the fact that you go out there with integrity and you go out there with a good heart. And that principle applies the same in life as it does in football. And there's no distinction between the two.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, you've nailed you've nailed it there, really cool. For me in terms of that and I think you know um, that the only thing that that I've got to be careful it's not probably not the only thing but possibly is the only thing if you boil it down the only thing that really matters in terms of the, what, what I do and, and, and the way I act is that I, I act in in alignment with with my own ideals so that I can put my head on the pillow irrelevant of the outcome as long as I can put my head on the pillow and say I've done my very very best today and uh, you know the fact that we did this happened or this happened, this happened, it doesn't matter because you can only do what you can do. And um, as long as you're happy and because you're on your own path and it's, it, it's, you know, it's when you're pulled, isn't it, by other people and you, you know, and you get that feeling in your stomach that actually this is not me I'm doing things that and I'm com- not comfortable with, you know, although well, I'm not talking about out of your comfort zone, I'm talking about things that, well, you know, you know, aren't don't fit with with who you are um so i think it's a great point and um i think anybody anybody who who has got you know like like if we just use cluffy or we use shankley or we use muhammad ali or we use uh, dave mckay that, you know i'm sure to a man all those guys did what was in their hearts. They they weren't doing something that they didn't like they, they were doing what they were here to do and and following their own uh, own dream if you like
1: yeah yeah it's um so in terms of you know the game of two halves um but i suppose another um another angle to look at um you know whether whether we play football or how we play in life for me rob is and you know yet again i know we've kind of had this conversation but um is what kind of player are we? You know, we've already alluded to the bigger picture of, you know, in the second half, you might become a manager, a coach, a chairman, whatever. But actually coming back to the first half, what kind of player are you? You know, what kind of mindset do we have? And I think that's important because there's there's a school of thought and, I, and I've got kind of fluctuating views on it personally around how you do one thing is how you do everything. Well, one size fits all. I can kind of understand the philosophy behind it. Not quite sure I agree with it. Um, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is that this, you know, as a player in, in my early days, I was very cynical. I was a defender, yeah. I was very defensive. Um, I later later spoke and befriended Brian Stubbs the ex-Knotts County legend and and Stubbs he said to me he said you know my day when I played under Jimmy I had as a centre half when he played alongside Dave Needham um, I had had a saying thou shalt not pass he said and you're not passing and I kind of understood that well not kind of I did fully understand that that was my philosophy to life that do you know what world I might not win but I ain't going to lose And actually, I'm going to win at all costs. And that reflected the turmoil and the chaos that my own life was in, um, Rob. And and I think there's a great kind of metaphor there for how we all play. You know, where are we at in the game of life? What's our outlook? You know, are we creative, attack-minded players that want to go out and achieve exciting new goals? Or are we entrenched in our own half because we're crippled with Well, you know, I'm not saying Brian Stubbs was, but certainly for myself, I was crippled with fear. And for me, this very defensive front that I wore was absolutely a total lie to who I really was inside. So I think there's this whole thing about what kind of player are you?
0: Yeah, and and I think that analogy can be expanded to look at, you know, hopefully, um, you know, you could look at, okay, so you can look at that the flair and the and the, and the attacking thing and the, and the looking forward and the positivity. If you want to give it that that kind of um, slant, and then the defensive side of it. But also, you've got the the team players, haven't you? You've got the captains or the role models, the ones who pull teams together, which emphasises relationships. Um, you know, whether it's Stephen Gerrard who galvanised Liverpool, um, mm. or whether it's you know was it dave mckay kind of thing because i'm sure he was that kind of guy
1: Um, yeah
0: and lots of teams have that and you know one of the things that that has been a hard long lesson for me and i I keep relearning it is how important relationships are Yeah. i I was brought up to if you want something you get up and you go out and get it you do it yourself you get that that's that was that was what my home life life was you know i was i was Blessed, there was you know a completely different home life than than you were subjected to by the by the sound of it, and, and you know, um, um, but n- there was no none of this um, uh, interdependence where you know you 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 look and help somebody else, and and they will help you, and, and you know two plus two equals seven kind of thing, the synergistic mm. thing that you get with you know two cart horses can pull ten thousand pounds each, but put two on a on a on a plough and they can pull 30 odd thousand pounds worth of weight yeah kind of thing so yeah i think that's been a massive thing in terms of teams for for me paul
1: so you know whether it's wearing your sort of official football coaches hat rob or you know as a as a mentor in life um you know for me i don't distinguish But i've i've been brought up with that philosophy and i've done you know for me my philosophy around life is around football um, although yeah. I think it's fair to say I have fallen out of love with the game, but I've certainly not fallen out of love with life. But those lessons yeah. I learnt in football, I'm now carrying forward. In you know yeah. that are standing me in really good stead. I would. Um, so, from your own point of view, Rob, I mean, what are some of the kind of the real strong principled messages? Whether it's as a football coach or as a as a mentor in life, call it what you will. What would that? What you know? What would you pass on to the world? What would they be?
0: Uh, some the things that, that are important are uh, you've already mentioned it. Um, the word integrity, and which to me means doing what it says on the tin. Really, I, there's a some kind of famous product that that says you know we do what it says on the tin, and I think it's a great thing. You know, if somebody said about about me, yeah, he does what it says on the tin. I'd be quite you know I'd be quite pleased with that, and I think it's a it's a great starting point. Um, so integrity is a great one um honesty and uh if i think that's quite linked isn't it with with integrity that trying to be honest in life and tell the truth and act truthfully in terms of you know how you should act even when nobody's looking or certainly when nobody's looking because that's the real test um Mm -hmm. if you think you've got a chance of getting away with a shortcut or whatever um that's a challenge that, that, that's a challenge and I think if you can bring up young players, men, women, boys, girls, to have integrity, to tell the truth, me, I, I, I think you've got, if you can achieve anything t- towards even just those two, Paul, I think um, they, they think you are done okay there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I, you know, so that if they walk away from the pitch and whether like you've alluded to that, whether you make it or not, you know, hey, You've you've taken something from this. It's not been wasted because uh, you're not making your living from the game. But actually, the lessons you've learned are going to make you a lot of difference in in your life. So, anything for you, mate, on that? Any any characteristics from you or similarity?
1: yeah, similarities? Yeah, and you know, I mean, blimey, we could be here all night. You know, there's there's literally hundreds of different angles we could we could shoot from on that one, Rob. But there's one that sticks in my mind. Um, and I think it's very appropriate in light of mentioning a certain legend. Uh, and isn't that an overused word today, particularly in football, that word legend, but certainly some of the names that we've spoken about. Um, Rob, I don't think legend is strong enough to you know to uh, to describe these, you know, and I'll say gentlemen. Um, but it'd be this, and it is going back and attributing to to Bill Shankley. And it's about the simplicity of the game. Um, yeah. I watched a video recently um, of Bill Shankly, and I mean, talk about visionary and before its time. You know, it was in the sixties, old black and white film. But he was talking about simplicity in life and simplicity of language. And it's like, don't use don't use three words, just use one. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and all this just be, you know, just tell it the way it is and in and, and as few words and, and don't use all this fancy language and don't, you know, and it's like it was ahead of his time. And, you know, certainly I think visionary is could be thrown along you know, with the labels that we call legends that are sort of, you know, some of the characters that we've mentioned, um, Rob, but it would be that simplicity. And the reason I say that is this, and it kind of nicely segues into the very first podcast that I did, and it's called Mastering Life is Simple as ABC. And I, and I yeah. believe it is. And I always ask this question, um, you know, of people, of guests around, you know, is Mastering Life really, a, is, 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 is the game of life a simple game? Um, I've got my very, very strong views on that. And it's categorically, yes, I think we as players complicate it immensely. And I speak from personal experience about the, you know, the way I did that through my confusion and the, you know, the limiting beliefs that i had been fed and the tactics, you know, to use the football metaphor that had been bestowed upon me. And it's about stripping that away. So it's the simplicity. And the ABC is the A for awareness because our starting point for anything is, well, what do I actually know? Um, There's no judgment on that because we don't know what we don't know. Hence, we need somebody to teach us. The B is around the belief system that we have. Um, Interestingly for me, Rob, I had this belief system that I would play football for Nottingham Forest. And it gave me... That reason to carry on against all the odds as a kid when everything uh, around me was falling apart. Um, I didn't make it as a player, as a professional player. But what's interesting is that intention, and this is the power of intention that mm, I will represent Nottingham Forest Football Club. Well, in those days, I thought it was a player, but when I was Thirty-eight. I actually entered their academy because I was doing a teaching degree and started working with some of the best talent in the land as a mentor. So yes, it was all those years later, but my, you know, my uh, my 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 wish came true, albeit you know, quarter of a century later or whatever it was. Um, Yeah,
0: the universe has a strange way of working, it.
1: Um, And then the C is the creativity because it's thinking about things differently. So I think like mastering life and football, I'd love to be sort of, you know, wouldn't we all, knowing what we know now, that wisdom, but be a a young kid on the pitch again, knowing what I know now because I'd certainly like to change the game of football that, um, you know, they call it the beautiful game, Um, Rob. I'm not so sure anymore. I think it's lost that... To be careful what we say here, but um, yeah, there's a lot of cheating. There's a lot of conniving. I think money's ruined the game. These are just my personal views, and I get sickened by it when you know when you're setting yourself up as a chairman. That's you know creating a, a football club of life to play on one of the biggest stages in the world, called you know in the game of life, and then you see all this well cheating and it's there's no other way. It's downright cheating and trying to get fellow pros sent off. And play acting, and I'm thinking, God, you seriously need to. T-. You know, I'm sounding judgmental and egotistical now, but that shows how strong my views are that you seriously need to be, you know, held accountable for this because you're influencing young minds that's watching your pathetic behavior. And personally, <laughs> Rob, I've got no time for it.
0: No, absolutely. And um, I-, I think that it's one of the things that personally, I'm very, very strong on, and um, it, it's something that I make a stand about, um, that, you know, it's about acting in alignment with principles, not at the expense of, you know, winning the game or not, um, mm-hmm. you know, because they you, sometimes when you win, you lose, and sometimes when you lose, you win, yeah. and it, within that, um, it's about acting with integrity, and um, that's, that's all that matters to me. Um, and um, I do know that people, um, not everybody, not everybody I work with, understands that and actually thinks um, I'm wrong in that. But um, that doesn't matter because it's it's only 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 important what 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 kind of I I believe really in that respect. And um, mm. but I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, on that uh, contentious note, Rob <laughs> didn't kind of intend to finish on that kind of. Uh, passionate note but I mean listen isn't the game of life isn't the game of football about passion and directing that energy towards achieving life enhancing goals and I think um, you know what I'd like to do for my part as as part of this this team uh, Rob is thank you immensely for being part of that conversation because you know I've you know I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it hopefully the listeners as part of you know the um part of the team have enjoyed the uh, the trip down memory lane uh, from two coaches yeah. um so it's over to you really rob to have the last word on whatever you deem appropriate
0: well thank you so much for asking me back onto the podcast paul I know we've had a previous conversation which was really 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 great and um we've got so much in common and yeah um thought i enjoyed it and can talk about stuff like this all day um just up my street so like i uh, echo your sentiments and hope the listeners get get out of it as much as, as as uh well certainly i have anyway i hope you have too
1: superb thanks rob and then uh, all that remains now as i put that metaphoric whistle to my mouth um is to say listeners please remember whatever you do in life always walk your path with heart